I understand that we have the Human Rights Commission's Gushwell Brooks back on the line with us. Uh, Mr. Brooks, uh, apologies for that. We obviously had a very bad connection, so let's try again. Sure. So you were unaware of this incident? Uh, no, what I was saying is the Commission also became aware of this incident through the media, um, you know, um, because thus far we've not, as far as, uh, you know, from our information, we haven't received any complaints in this regard, you know, specific complaints around this one. Um, where someone lodged a formal complaint, uh, that doesn't exclude the possibility of the Commission, of course, launching an own initiative investigation into this particular matter. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, the Commissioner that's responsible for this particular focus area is currently in a meeting, and um, I will be chatting to him a little later on, either uh, later on this afternoon or this evening, uh, to look at that possibility as well. So what would be... Uh, you know, uh, the litmus test of whether or not there's a real issue for the commission to investigate, especially against the backdrop of racism, allegations of racism. I think there's a couple of things that we need to take into account here. I mean, we had a similar incident erupting in Pretoria Girls High, if I can remind you, last year. Mm. And the commission actually issued a statement on that and made, made its voice very clear on it is the fact that, of course, we, we agree that schools need to have some type of code of conduct, uh, means of discipline, means of uh, maintaining uniformity. And typically what we see is uh, boys' hair should be short, young girls' hair should be in, I don't know, uh, ponytails or whatever the case is. But I think that, um, and, and the Commission is of the view, that we should also be sensitive and aware of the fact that we have different people with different hair textures, uh, different ways of obviously expressing themselves in that way, and we're not saying that it should necessarily be um, a free for all, and, and, and you know everyone can just have fun and you know uh, go to school with purple hair if they wished. Uh, that is not the issue. The issue is our schools and their um, codes of conduct sensitive enough and accommodative enough to cater for various um, uh, races and various religions, uh, various. Uh, ethnicities as well. And a typical example, for example, is headscarves for, for Muslim learners, um, you know, the, 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 uh, the red dot for, or the dot for Hindu learners. Um, some schools actually, you know, ban these. And, and the question that we have to ask ourselves is how constitutional is that, in fact? Mm. And just as a society, what is the Human Rights Commission's um, stand on this issue? Because there are those who say, if you look at some of uh, the school's code of conduct. They have uh, a, a sexist or gender-biased uh, a slant to it, even a, a racist uh, slant to it. So what would be the equilibrium? So what the Commission has done is that the Commission has um, uh, you know, made it absolutely clear that schools need to look at their uh, codes of conduct and they need to align those with uh, the Bill of Rights. In other words, that uh, schools need to look at what they have in front of them in terms of what they set out, um, in terms of their, um, you know, the way that uh, young people are supposed to conduct themselves at school, and ask themselves, does it measure up to the Bill of Rights? That obviously grants us our various uh, constitutional rights. Um, and unfortunately, we find that many schools, um, in fact, the vast majority of schools, would probably fall short of that particular litmus test. I mean, uh, do schools, for example, cater for trans learners? you know, through their uniform policy, through their bathroom policy. And then these are some of the things that schools really need to start thinking about and sensitizing themselves about and thinking about.
Mm. And that's precisely that, especially if you're given uh, stereotypes in society, how uh, women and girl children are allowed to uh, feel about their looks and not their intellectual cap- capabilities or capacities. I mean, I don't know if a, a school code of conduct per se uh, in your, you know, in your every school, and please note that, you know, I, I'm, I'm making reference here to your every school, and I think that's what the commission also has in mind, necessarily reinforces those types of uh, gender stereotypes. Um, and I think that if you had to really assess it, you'll find that there's probably a spectrum across the field where in some instances there's, uh, you know, recognition and an encouragement of, of um you know, young women not being reduced to just the way they look and they, what their appearance can get for them in life. Um, but in other instances, that might be the case, that, you know, young girls are told that, listen, all that you have going for yourself is marrying a man or, you know, f- uh, you know having a man rescue you, so to speak. So, I mean, that's, that's, I think it's important. I don't necessarily think that that is the reinforcement of a school code of conduct, but really the attitude within a school and maybe the cultural Mm. practices and norms within that particular context. Mm. I think the the point there was, uh, you know, to to be cautious not to reinforce those, but uh, I appreciate your answer and thank you so much for speaking to us, Gushal Brooks. He's communications coordinator at the Human Rights Commission.